Heyo, May here. Welcome to episode one of many of this chaotic photography with friends podcast. What I think this future podcast will be is featuring a photographer friend or a hot photo hobbyist friend each episode, and we'll just go on tangents and uh, talk about digital film. Photography and life in general. So please bear with me as this first episode will be kind of random and less organized and future ones. Maybe it will be the future setup, but I'm not sure. We'll see where this trajectory goes and how organically it will fly. And that's how I've been living my life so far. And look how much of a mess I am. I'm kidding. <laughs> Life's great. Today, to make an inviting start, are three talented photo hobbyist friends: George Rangel, Noam Hawker, and Lily Donald. George has a knack for capturing portraits of people through a sophisticated yet comfortable lens. He likes to compose the liveliness of the streets in his city and across seas while traveling. George primarily shoots with film, but also takes out his digital once in a while. I met George through Instagram. We chatted a bit through the platform and、I、invited him to a Toronto island walk. We became friends since then, and he started the Toronto Analog Friends community. Noam is a predominantly black and white film shooter who likes to capture heavy shadows and light upon inanimate objects and quirky street subjects, whether it be people or more objects. I met Noam through Instagram as well. He originally watched my videos on YouTube, and he offered to let me borrow his Kodak VR35K12 for a point of view walk video, and we did a photo walk together. Since then, we've been doing many walks with the group. Lily is mainly a digital shooter, but started exploring film photography recently. She has an amazing eye on capturing architecture and colorful residential houses. Her sense of composition and use of angle positioning invokes emotions within structures by giving them a voice. I met Lily through Instagram again. We messaged back and forth, and I invited her to one of our walks. It has been such a pleasure to be her friend and hear her geek out on design. Please welcome these three lovely beings. Enjoy the random talks. Kodak, Fujifilm, Lomo, Ilford, Cosmo. My name is May.、Um, I've been shooting film for maybe three years now. Yeah, I I started with like a disposable camera. And I printed them out, and I thought, "Oh, this is pretty cool. Like the quality of it." And I just totally forgot about film.、Uh, and then I started doing digital again. And then I got back into it maybe after a friend gifted me his Nikon Light Touch Zoom 130D, because I saw his photos and he's showing me. It's like, "Oh, they look very cinematic." I was like, "Okay, looks really nice." And then he gifted me his camera. And、I started shooting with it, and that's kind of the start of the film journey. And primarily, I shoot more film now more than digital. And yeah, and I started doing photo walks and met these cool guys. <laughs> We're with them right now, and we just grew into a big community.、Um, spread out to different venues, and it's great to see everyone progressing and doing their own thing. Uh, my name is George.、Uh, I've been shooting、uh, film for yeah pretty much the same time as you three years ago.、Uh, I was、uh, shooting digital and I had my Sony mirrorless. And it was easy to adapt the、uh, uh, vintage lenses, so 
I bought a camera because I wanted the lens and I just thought, well, might as well show it, I already have the camera. And yeah, then I got hooked, like the process is so much more enjoyable for me. Like the end result, I, I like I like it way better than digital, like straight out of the camera. There is not that much to be done with it. So yeah, I just stuck with it. And now I run a, an analog community here in, in Toronto and it's been growing and um, I'm happy about how many people are getting together just uh, to enjoy shooting uh, analog photography. Yeah, so you want to plug that uh, <laughs> handle in there? <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Instagram, uh, Toronto Analog Friends, and join the community. Yeah, it's, a, it's growing and growing, and it's really great. All the people are super nice and welcoming, even if you're just starting film. And people are really friendly and open to sharing their knowledge, so... Definitely check it out. We're about to hit a thousand followers, so maybe we, we will by, by the point that this podcast gets out. So, yay! Yay! Congrats! <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, I yeah, know everyone in the group is like really approachable and mm -hmm. just like knowledgeable and friendly. Everyone was offering to take pictures and portraits and give tips, so they were yeah. very cool. Yeah, it makes you feel very comfortable. It actually feels like a big community, like an actual community. You don't have to pay anything. That's no, the thing. never. <laughs> this is going to be free forever. Yeah. That's my promise. Mm -hmm. All right, nice. And Noah? <laughs> yeah, I'm Noah. Um, I got into photography through uh, my smartphone uh, many years ago and just for fun, trying to take weird uh, reflections and light pictures and puddlegrams. Puddlegrams? Yeah. <laughs> That was a big hashtag back in the early days of Instagram. Uh, but I didn't take it too seriously. And then when I graduated and I was going to travel, I got more of a uh, serious digital camera and started getting into that, learning all the actual functions of a camera. But uh, I was really only taking pictures when traveling. And so it normally sit on the shelf for most of the year. Uh, then I got more into analog when COVID happened and I needed a new hobby and a way to get outside. So once I got uh, a camera, I was so fascinated by it. And um, I just wanted to learn all the features and, and go out to take pictures just for the fun of it. So I got very uh, back into it and just explore my own city. Then just over there, uh, since then, just taking it more and more seriously and branching out and meeting, meeting the community uh, trying to publish scenes or uh, participate in exhibits, that kind of thing. Just trying to see how much I can grow within it. Yeah, especially we are in Toronto right now. Such a big community of like film photographers that I had no idea existed when it first started. Yeah, and there is a lot of people that want to get into analog photography. And like, I feel like the community is growing by the day and even some digital shooters, I, this is something that I've seen in our photo walks. Someone will invite a friend that is into photography but has never shot uh, analog. And they just get uh, like surprised that people are still shooting this and they get surprised by the results. And now they're asking, where can I buy an analog camera? <laughs> where, where do you take your film for development? I feel yeah. like 
it's contagious mm-hmm. in the city. Yeah, it for is. sure. Yeah, once you introduce it and they start like asking more questions, they get into it, and now they're like hooked. Like we converted them into the cult. Yeah, it's a cult. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't be mistaken about it. It's a cult. It's a fun cult. <laughs> yeah, there is this new lab. Uh, downtown Cameron and Aiden are camera stores, but there is C forty one lab that mm. is only a, a photo lab. They only develop, scan, and selfie, and that's all that they. One. I'm amazed that the, I met the owner. Mm. He's like 23 years old. Oh, it nice. is so amazing to see that. Yeah, there is there this collection of old school uh, camera stores that have been them for there forever, and then there is this 20, 23 year old uh, mm. guy that just decided to put his his uh, analog lab, and that that that's amazing. Oh, does he have an actual shop? I never heard of this. Yeah, yeah, it's I it's, no, it's just in front of the of Mocha. Yeah, Mocha. in front oh, of Mocha, okay. like just across the street from Mocha. Oh, great guy. Uh, it's cheaper to go there and get scans than uh, Aiden or downtown camera. Mm-hmm. It's usually next day. Um, yeah, it, it is a good space. Yeah, mm-hmm. the owner is super friendly. I'd recommend checking it out. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Toronto will soon rival like <laughs> New York City or, or Tokyo, those places. Yeah. Soon we gotta surpass them. Yeah, they got the image photo in New York, but we're gonna like, be up there with like, if more people are getting into film, there are definitely gonna be more film labs growing and maybe some even more local films, film labs. I feel like we don't realize how spoiled we are with the film labs. Uh, I was just in Chicago, I was visiting a friend. And yeah, same story. He saw me shooting film, and now he, he w- wants to start shooting film. And there is a very old lab. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it's like a more than a hundred years old. It's been mm-hmm. there in the city forever. But the turnout for the negatives were and scans were somewhere between three to four weeks. Oh wow! And it might have been the only place where he could get uh, development and scans. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't ship chemicals over the- No, yeah. you can't. So, yeah, the options are pretty limited, even in, even for a city like Chicago, which is similar that's, in size to Toronto. That's yeah. interesting. I would have thought they had well, at least a couple labs there. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of surprising me for, like, being based in Calgary now. They used to be in Toronto. Also, there's not any official film lab, because there's not enough people that shoot film there. So they kind of just... They sell the, like, the camera store, which is the biggest camera store in Calgary. They sell the chemicals and developments and everything, the equipment, but they don't actually have, like, a section where, a film lab, where you can actually develop and scan. Like, across the street, there is a guy that's freelancing, that'll, like, sponsored, I guess, with the camera shop. But you, I take my stuff to a guy, he does it in the basement, he's a photographer, uh, and you just drop off. Uh, at his house, like a little box, and then he, you'll e- he'll email you when it's done, and you get an e-transfer of them, and then you go pick it up at his place again, and with this another drop uh, pickup box. So that's the extent of like film developments and scanning there. So I don't know how how much it'll grow or like decrease in terms of film there, but yeah, Toronto compared to everywhere else. It's like insane. Yeah, even 
even with Calgary having one of the most iconic uh, camera stores in Canada, mm -hmm. I am surprised that, right? yeah. Yeah, that they don't develop film at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a business opportunity, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's growing. I'm amazed by like the volume that the downtown camera processes, for example, that uh, you have to wait like more than a week in summer to get your, your scans, even with a mini lab and mm -hmm. Learn, uh, scanners because the mm. demand is just so high. Right. Yeah, the uh, the C forty one lab guy told me that there are some days that people uh, drop off 40, 50 rolls. Forty at one time? No, no, not like the whole day is getting oh. uh, 40, 50 rolls, okay. and and that is one of the less popular uh, labs in the city. I can't imagine like the amount of rolls that downtown camera might be getting mm. like. On the summer like on the high season so i don't know like on a good day maybe 200 rolls a day that mm -hmm. that is a lot of film and they have a lot of people like they have a lot of staff working too yes like processing and everything yeah, yeah they're always like write your forms beforehand we don't want to write this for you so, yeah they're yeah. very strict on that yeah because the volume is so high that you have to be efficient uh, and that is great for the community yeah, yeah. i think they upgraded their system too a lot Yes. Like a couple of years ago, maybe. Now they have the little tablet. Where you can scroll through all the stocks and the examples instead of going through the books and binders. Um, yeah, we we're talking about film labs. We also had a topic prepared, but we wanted to make it a little more natural. So we end up going right into film labs. Did we talk about our topic? <laughs> <laughs> That's very natural. <laughs> so what do you have there, George? <laughs> what camera do you have sitting on this table here? This is an Olympus MJU Zoom 17. It's a point and shoot. Mm -hmm. Because this is what I shot in the winter because uh, it's electronic. And I don't trust all mechanical cameras. I've, I've had uh, cameras breaking the call before, so yeah, I'd, I'd suggest uh, trying a point and shoot for the winter. So what is the thing with film and the cold, like mechanical-wise, what makes it stop working? Well, uh, for mechanical cameras, uh, they, you know, I think either the shutter freezes uh, or the whatever is used for lubrication uh, freezes too so the camera is just frozen mm. there's no no motion because when you try to shoot it just it's just stuck because uh some component is is frozen mm. and that is not as common with uh, electronic cameras because uh well they have motors mm -hmm. and they operate on on batteries so mm. they're way more reliable in the cold Right. Yeah. I remember like a lot of my Pentax uh, SLRs, they would freeze, the shutter would freeze. Like I'll try to take a photo and then I'll click the shutter button and I'll open and then I'll be like black and then it's frozen and I can't take a photo until like it's warmed up again. Maybe I put it in my bag for a bit and then it'll take the photo after yeah. like how many hours. <laughs> it's good. It's so small. Like you can keep that in your coat pocket, keep it warm. This is also a Toronto problem, but yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I keep my camera in my pocket 
which I normally keep my hands in, it stays warm, so yeah. only take it out to take a picture. Yeah. That tends to help a lot. Have you guys ever tried it with like a hand warmer or something? You think that would help? Yeah, that, that would probably help, yeah. I've never tried it. Mm -hmm. But it's just a pain, yes, to have to defrost your camera every time that you want to take a shot, so... Yeah. I just get a cheap point and shoot. That's probably one of the best point and shoots, too. Well, the, I think one of the better ones are the one, like this model, but with the prime lenses. This is a zoom. Mm -hmm. So it is decent, it is not fast at all. I think I actually have a Fuji GA645 Pro, and it's been doing pretty well with the with the winter. Yeah, yeah. no, no, those are great for winter, and the, I'm amazed by how the battery just lasts forever. Mm -hmm. I bought it like six months ago, I've been shooting it a lot, and I haven't changed the batteries ever since. Yeah, same, I got mine in January, it's, it's December now, so I've only changed, I didn't even change it once yet, and yeah. It's still like full life, the battery. Yeah, I only got mine because I saw you shooting yours, mm. and I thought, yeah, that that looks like an amazing camera. I'm just gonna get one for myself, and mm -hmm. no regrets. It's yeah. a great camera. It's such a good camera. Good for travel, and so easy to use. And then you have like so many options you can do: aperture priority, manual, or just full on like automatic. Yeah, use it like that. Just uh, like a really large point and shoot I it allows me to just focus on taking the shot and not like having to set all of the manual settings on a, a medium format camera which is great I love my my Hasselblad but that's my biggest complaint if I want to take a quick picture there's no way mm. it's impossible <laughs> yeah. well you just gotta you could like practice on things where like for focusing I, I've tried this before uh, where you kind of look at something around your room and try to guess the distance, uh, say like 2.5 meters away from me. And then just like try to set that on your camera and see how close you were. And the more you practice, like the, the better you'll get at judging this. It will take, it will make it a bit faster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just kind of like practice. Practice makes close to perfect at least. Yeah. And then you know, it doesn't have to be perfect because you got the focal depth, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Just guesstimate. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it depends on, on the scene. Uh, for example, if you're going to be taking uh, landscapes, that, that's easy. You just put it on F8 and focus for infinity. Um, that's it. You just have to meter for the scene. But if you're trying to shoot people, mm. that, that you need to make it faster. You need to... I feel like if you like stop down, mirror, focus, and compose, uh, if you're taking a portrait or something, or you, you want to take like a candid picture, straight photography, just it takes too long. The moment's gone. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Great for studio where you can just sit someone and have them wait for, for you to take the picture. Mm. Great for landscapes, uh, but it's impossible to shoot like street or like candid portraits with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can do it, just you gotta be like have ninja light <laughs> like <laughs> fast enough uh, reflexes for it. Yeah, it takes time, definitely. Go ahead and talk about our actual topic. What was the topic again? 
We're going to discuss our uh, 2023 photography resolutions. Right. So, who wants to start? Okay, I can try to go first. Yeah. Um, I am, yeah, we talked about like more like goals and things you want to achieve in photography or artistic endeavors. Um, yeah, something I'm doing this year starting in February, I'll be on the education committee of Gallery 44. So Gallery 44 is an artist-run center in Toronto. They have facilities and workshops and a gallery space, uh, all run by artists. So they have a series of committees that kind of organize different things and run it. And uh, I don't know too much yet because I haven't started, but uh, yeah, I'll be on the education community, education committee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And yeah, we're going to be um, working on providing education to the community of Toronto uh, on photography. And I think there's a few different ways of doing that, a few different groups that we want to uh, reach out to, community outreach and different age groups, uh, having opportunities for students to show their work in a gallery setting. And I think there's a a way for them to get paired with mentors and take some workshops. Uh, yeah, all just ways to give people a chance to explore uh, a type of art they may not otherwise get to explore. Um, that's one thing. Yeah, the other thing is working on a collaborative zine. This is with Jennifer Lee, who um, has joined us on some of our photo walks too. And right now it's still pretty abstract, but we're doing I'm from the West End and she's from the East End of Toronto. We're kind of doing a bit of a comparison and pairing things together and drawing out certain themes. So that's the point we're at, where we've provided each other some images to respond to. Now we have to go out and shoot some responses. So how far along are you in this project now? With her? Uh, we've kind of come up with like a structure of, of how we want to provide each other pictures and uh, I'll leave that a bit uh, under the wraps for now, but we've provided each other about 20 pictures each. And now with each picture, we kind of have to go and like go to a physical location and respond in some way to each other's picture. Mm -hmm. Then we'll probably edit down and figure out what this is actually all about, not just two sides of the city, but maybe we can find some more similarities in our work. Mm, that sounds really unique. I've never heard of it in like anything like that before in Toronto. So it's great to see more of the neighborhood too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we're both the type of people that love exploring our neighborhood and finding small details. And so we've already found a lot of similarities in our previous work. And so now we want to try doing some new things too. Cool. Is this going to be like a um, paid zine, pay what you want, or are you just going to give it out? Yeah, we haven't thought about that yet, but I like the idea of pay what you want or pre-orders. Like, I, for my previous zines, I just wanted to break even um, since I'm not relying on it for income. So just as something for fun. Yeah, that's fair. I think like for zines in, in particular, it's like a good leeway into like what people might want to see or like, you know, are attracted to in terms of like bodies of work. So it's like almost a good test and before you go even come out with like a photo book or something. Yes, it's a, it's a more casual type of topic. Yeah, less committed. 
<laughs> yeah, well, we still want to make it. It's both of our third zines. Like we self-published two zines separately, mm. and so we want to make it like ambitious and nice, but um, still very accessible. Cool. Yeah. So look out for those zines with Jennifer. Mm -hmm. George, your turn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for me. Easily a bit more complicated because it's a mix of uh, personal goals and community goals. I guess one of the biggest uh, community goals that I have for the next year is uh, trying to put an exhibit with work uh, from all of the past photo walks, like a retrospective from uh, from the year with pictures from the community. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm on that. I'm trying to find a place. I'm trying to gather. I, I created a, an online platform where uh, people in the community could submit their like full resolution pictures. So I have already have all of them from the people that most of the people that attended photo walks. And you built that yourself too. You yeah. yeah, yeah. I I do software uh, for my day job, so put I put my skills out there to to build something for the community. Uh, no, it's been it's been an amazing tool. Uh, Instagram sharing on Instagram sucks because the resolution is so so low. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I built. We don't say that word on this podcast. No, <laughs> no I word. <laughs> so, yeah, I I just built a better tool uh, to share high resolution images. Uh, and yeah, so the goal is just to find a place uh, find the time and uh, just put the pictures out there uh, yeah like i feel like a little bit like no there is no like intention of making money out of this just uh maybe everyone will pitch in uh to, to rent the place host it for a limited amount of time and just yeah actual short work to whoever uh, doesn't know what the community is and want to come and check out like what comes out of one of the photo walks. So that would be my goal number one. Uh, and on a more personal goal, I definitely want to, to publish a scene. I, I have a couple of friends that have done just like Gnome. Uh, uh, some other members of the community have done it too and uh, it's just uh, so great to have like a collection of your own pictures, uh, like telling a story. I feel like you you take great photographies, but it becomes uh, you you step up when you create a story. I mean, you you like, uh, get like a group of photos uh, that you chose and uh, just uh, say something and give a message with with those pictures that you've taken. So. Uh, that is how I see myself uh, stepping up my photography next year, and those are my biggest goals for, for 2023. Mm -hmm. Do you have any topic ideas for your zine? <sighs> no, I don't. Um, I still have time. I, I, I don't want to use like pictures that I've uh, taken at this point, so I just want to sit down. Uh, Come, uh, come up with a concept and go from there and just shoot and shoot and shoot. It is easier to to shoot when you have something in mind, when you're shooting something, when you're trying to get something, other than just uh, walking around and, and just uh, winging it, I guess. So yeah, that, that would be my first step. Like, what what is the story that I want to tell and uh, how am I going to tell it? And just uh, maybe... I am a big believer in deadlines because if you don't, then you can just uh, 
postponing forever so it could be fun you know, just to give me the next year as a deadline like yeah you have to do it sometime before 2024 so there is like a, a hard start at the beginning of the year and a hard finish before the end of the year and yeah whatever comes comes and we'll see we'll see how it goes awesome looking forward yeah looking yeah. forward to it so two zine coming out very soon and also big things about the community and the film community in toronto um for me i guess i haven't thought about it too much <laughs> <laughs> i am a big person for making goals but for film specifically i don't really make too many goals i guess in photography so in terms of at least for me um i do video making well how about your role goal my role goal oh yeah i guess it is too but i feel like it's very casual so i don't assume it as, like place it as a you know a goal that i have to achieve or else i feel sad and like, <laughs> defeated um yeah so I, like last year i started doing a role goal so basically i shoot uh, a goal basically of uh, how many rolls of film to shoot within a year so last year i did 30 i think and i went over so i finished 40 rolls and this year my goal was 50 and i got it to 57 and there's still a couple more days left so i could do more than that and then next year 60 rolls 60 rolls 60 rolls that is a, that is <laughs> a great uh, yeah <laughs> it's a big goal okay yeah, seeing how like film prices have gone up, but I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep shooting film, and it's okay. My wallet can de be defeated from me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it just gets me out there more and makes me, you know, if I feel lazy, it's like no, I have this goal for like shooting and finishing this round of roles. And when I'm traveling or even like just doing something candid with friends, I can bring a camera with me. Kind of like giving you the habit of, uh, you know, shooting, even when you're not like forced to, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because when you're forcing yourself and you're like, I only, I'll shoot only when I'm in the mood, you only shoot maybe like a couple of times, maybe a year or like a month or something. No, yeah, this is a discussion that I was having with someone from the community that I don't believe in inspiration, I believe in discipline. Mm. So you just have to go out there and do it even if you don't feel like like doing it because you can keep waiting forever. No, no, no. I mean, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, but yeah. well, what if it does? Yeah, exactly. I like, think for winter shooting specifically too, like here in Toronto gets super cold, a lot of snow, and then you can easily just stay in bed, wrap yourself in a little like burrito blanket, and <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go out. But the fact that you go out and like take photos, and then you get those photos back, and like the process of going throughout, like getting tortured outside, is like worth it because you make so many crazy memories that you wouldn't if you just stayed home. And it's... like well, one of our best photo walks, I feel like we were in the winter. Like when we went to Foreign Islands last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, I think it was this year. Like January. Yeah, January was like super cold, minus like negative 80, 80, something like that. Yeah, yeah. we were we were like 
Half of the group decided to leave because it just got too cold. The rest of us were like, we're gonna keep shooting. The lake was completely frozen and it's just like, yeah, it was beautiful. Like we spent like- It was dark by the time we got back. Yeah, like eight hours of shooting and like- yeah, which might not mean uh, much for uh, someone that doesn't even throw them. Dark means like 4.30 p.m. <laughs> So we got nice light and we got sunset and then we got dark and we just, yeah, took the ferry back and it was just great. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, I didn't regret it at all. Oh no, it was, it was one of the highlights of my year for sure. And that was like in the first start of the year too. Yeah. So already. It's a good start. We'll still go if it's freezing out. Oh yeah. Yeah. No exceptions. Yeah, no exceptions. <laughs> we could do anything now. We're unstoppable. Yeah, I think what you were saying a lot of about discipline is like you could say it's analogies to so many things like even just going to the gym is like in the winter you don't want to get up but yeah nothing's going to happen unless you actually go and then once you're there you feel happy you went but you never realize that you're going to feel that way until you actually just go and you may go on a long walk and not get any good pictures but you still find the process of just going on the walk yeah once you tried i think that's happened to me that i it's super cold outside. It is uh, cloudy, the night is terrible. There's no one on the street. And I walk for 15 minutes and then head back home because I couldn't find anything to take pictures of. But, but I at least knew, uh, knew by that point that there was nothing outside that uh, I, I tried and uh, I wouldn't say failed, but I at least uh, got myself out there. So what there was and yeah there are some times that it's going to be like that but there are some times that you will find something really cool and mm -hmm. you'll be happy to be outside there's nothing wrong with just uh trying and saying yeah at least not today mm -hmm. but, but at least try yeah yeah it's like training your mindset and also like getting into the habit of like not feeling not too bad if it doesn't work out mm -hmm. no like it happens but at least you went out positive mind yeah. I think it's same thing with like the dark room. You're always going to get different results. And uh, I went once, I realized only like after a few hours that my chemicals were expired and all my pictures were coming out way too dark. Um, and, um, but I still like enjoyed the process of going there and learning about, yeah, what do you need to having like a mental checklist of everything you need to check before you start printing. Oh no, and, and that's important too, because if you decide that, uh, let's say, uh, I want to show the new film stock and I just want to save it for a special occasion or something, uh, don't do it, just just, just show it. Uh, if you are going to fail, you better fail, like on a not that important situation. Like, yeah, and maybe if you had waited to go to the dark room just for, for a printing for some special exhibit that you it was critical for you mm -hmm. to get like those prints, uh, I don't know, as quick as possible, it, that, that would be tragic. But it's, mm -hmm. as long as you keep doing it and keep failing and keep learning, I mm -hmm. feel like you will grow out of those failures. Yeah. And you should keep all the failures so you can look back on them. And yeah. Be like, remember this? Yeah, you learn that. from them. It's yeah. like self-improvement and reflecting. Like, I think film in general is all about the process. It's not about the end product. And I feel like digital, not to bash on digital, 
because we all shoot digital um, as well. But it's, it's always such instant gratification once you take a photo, you see it. It's almost like you want to take the photo for that result. There's not much as of a process as film because there's developing, there's scanning, there's scouting the places, there's like considering all the, the settings and just so many rabbit holes to like fall and fail, but we still do it. We were maybe we were a masochist. <laughs> and it's expensive too, so yeah. And people don't really care when they look at the photo, like all the hard work that went into it. They just care about if they look at it, but it's more for us to care about the work that went into it. Yeah. We feel more satisfied or rewarded by the whole thing process to get to that point. Oh no, I agree. I I feel like I don't share a lot of my pictures, not because I don't think they're good enough, but because uh, I do it mostly for myself. I'm happy that I do the picture. I feel satisfied of uh, what I achieved that like, I don't need external validation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is all about getting there. Yeah. This is so wholesome. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, insert <laughs> sound effect. Yeah, yeah, so I guess that is a goal. Thank you, Noam. Um, another goal, I guess, is I do YouTube. Well, I'm trying to do YouTube. Um, and I make videos, uh, point of view, um, in walking around the city with different film cameras each time and different film stocks. So I've only done a couple this year. And I want to make a goal of doing at least 20 videos next year. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And it doesn't have to be the point of view ones. It could be, I was thinking of doing more like developing processes too. So showing uh, Kafanov, uh process, also the cocoa nibs. I want to try beer as well, uh, see the effects and just share it with people. Maybe some people can get some inspiration or like try out more environmentally friendly ways of developing film because if we're using chemicals like face it like film can be pretty bad for the environment but at least we can try to make it a little bit better by looking for household items that we can easily pour into the sink without damaging the environment um, or lessen at least a little bit so we can still enjoy our you know, film <laughs> process and shooting um, and feel a little bit less guilty about it, I guess. Yeah, whenever I see people, i worried because they like feel like they need to be like really strict with how the, chemi the chemical process of developing is. I, I just remind them that some people yeah, are developing with beer and and coffee so <laughs> yeah don't 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 sweat it there is room for me's sake and yeah. that, that's one of the great things about film yeah film soup is a thing where you just put a bunch of stuff together and just, who knows very experimental uh, anything acidic that you can find basically can make or develop film like science is crazy <laughs> <laughs> I guess get more into developing. That would leeway into it, like just more exploring different ways of developing and how it affects the look of the photos. So like, like I want to try beer. I want to try, you can do Swiss chard or basil. 
Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, as long as you have vitamin C, um, it works. And washing soda, that's like the kind of combination usually. And you just mix it with something more acidic to help it, the process. Um, so I want to try different kinds of recipes because there's not too many on, on that I looked at. Um, but yeah, just experiment. Keep experimenting and grow the community in, in hopefully in Calgary too, because there's not a lot of film shooters. So maybe try to convert into the cult. <laughs> that is already here. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> we just had a pizza break and then we had a special guest drop in. Hi. Can you introduce yourself? Oh yeah. Lily. And, uh, yeah, I'm here for the podcast. So Lily, talk about, maybe explain a little bit about your photography experience, how you got started, maybe how you got into film too, eventually. Yeah, so um, I was always really interested in photography and I started doing it as a child, but I didn't um, really get into it until um, like 2020 going on your walks when you invited me through Instagram yeah. and yeah I started doing it more as a hobby then um, and um, yeah I just picked up film last like this year actually mm -hmm. yeah tried that for the first time which was really fun but usually I do like digital and um, yeah how are you enjoying the film process it's pretty it's different <laughs> Um, it's interesting to like see how you actually like handle the camera and, and all the different gears and like things you have to take into consideration um, in comparison to digital, but it's a fun process and yeah, I'm excited to learn more, especially through the groups because everyone is so knowledgeable. Welcome to the cult. <laughs> yeah. Bear cookies. <laughs> what were you doing as a kid, like with your early photography? I would just like taking pictures of leaves and and just things that fell from the sky, you know. So as they were falling, or once they hit the ground, yeah, or... just when they were falling. Wow. Um, very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like just like when you went traveling, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, mainly now um, I'm doing it more because of you guys. Just getting out, shooting more. Yeah. Like we said before, it's like very contagious. You know, once someone gets into it, it's going to snowball effect. Yeah, and I, I, I guess uh, we were talking about like goals, but the, sometimes it's just nice to have like uh, photography as a social setting for people to get together and just uh, have an excuse to walk around and should stuff yeah it doesn't have to be uh something deeper than i just like uh, walking around and meeting my friends and, and shooting mm -hmm. that's more than enough of reason to get into photography yeah sometimes the photo walks are just like talking 90 percent of it is like walking and talking and then barely any shooting at all and that's fine too and it's actually really fun to get to know people that way through a shared experience yes mm -hmm. And a few like pauses here and there and everyone just waits. Yeah. And then you gotta like run and catch up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's okay, we can do it to each other, but our own friends that are not into photography, we're like, always feel so bad. <laughs> but like, we understand each other. Those pauses, like what makes you pause on the street and stop and get excited? 
What do you see? You go first. Um, just usually like colors and lines and like shadow. Usually light is the first thing. Just like a moth to light. You see it and you're like, oh, I'm attracted to that. Like you gotta take a picture. <laughs> Yeah, same here. So I see lights and like shadow work, or just like even if it's just hitting something like a empty chair, it's just like so poetic. I just have to take a photo of that. It's gonna be interesting people, uh, for me. Like some someone with character, I will run to catch up <laughs> with someone on the street if I think that it's worth taking a picture of. Yeah, for me, kind of like what you said about the empty chair, just something left by a human that set in a poetic way or a way that I've noticed that kind of shows humanity. It could just be a pile of garbage, but um, yeah, if I find it is like almost like an abstract form or it looks like a piece of art, I can try to make it into art. Wow, going deep into it. <laughs> yeah, so earlier we were talking about our goal, Lily. For 2023, okay. do you have any goals for your photography? Um, I do, yeah. I would love to get into more interior photography, um, try that, and just try like practicing with um, yeah people's like friends' homes and like people's homes and yeah. Is there anything specific, specific like uh, setting it up or just getting like? I think just yeah, just trying to like capture like. A house or like a home because you know I'm in I'm an interior design so I I love like interiors and I would love to just like take pictures of them. Oh, and maybe like more film. Have you ever tried film with like um, like uh, houses and architecture? Uh, yes, like once at my grandpa's house, but it was without a tripod and mm. very shaky. Mm. Um, but I imagine that it would look pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's how they did it back in the day. Yeah. Have you tried practicing at like public spaces, um, you know, famous architecture buildings? Yeah, usually those are like the best ones to practice with because they're like public, they're open to the public. But um, yeah, that's, I any, think any ones that jump out? Um, like the Calgary Library, mm -hmm. that was pretty fun. That's like really cool architecture and mm -hmm. like really easy to shoot because there's so many angles and like. So many spots to see. Yeah, very like nice lighting and windows. Yes, yeah. even at we went at night. Mm. True. That was oh, still night. We all we all went. Was it nighttime? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Nighttime. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you are there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, I thought you know, it was like daytime, but I, I that's guess how it was, bright it is. It's how bright it is exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about our goals next year. Do you guys achieve your goals this year? Okay, I can go first. Mm. Uh, I got to display my work uh, in a group show and in that kind of setting and so that was something uh, yeah I was looking forward to for a long time and I think it was a good experience I think that I would recommend trying that for anyone else um, it's kind of cool to see other people just interacting with your work and commenting on it I got a lot of comments uh, of people noticing things that I didn't even notice about the pieces themselves mm. and made me think about it differently. Like what, for example? Um, just the way that, like somebody said, uh, one of my pictures, which was of a shadow of a tree um, upside down, they said it looked like lungs and mm. maybe it symbolized breathing. And mm. so I didn't 
I only kind of saw that once they said it mm -hmm. and that made me start thinking about ways I can like mimic the human body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Shadows. Yeah. George? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I just moved here a little bit more than a year ago. So, uh, I didn't have something in mind. I was just getting here and just uh, putting my life uh, in order. So, uh, I think one of my biggest missions was making photography friends here because I, I know that I already had a community uh, back in Mexico City where I am originally from but uh, I didn't expect it to grow this big. I just wanted like a core of a, a few friends to go uh, out and shoot from time to time but it turned out to be a lot more. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I could say I accomplished my 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 goals is just uh, coming from the pandemic where I wasn't like really shooting at all to uh, having a, a core community and just uh, going out and getting myself out there. Yeah, that was that was a goal, and uh, yeah, I'd say I accomplished that. Mm, nice, congrats! Yeah. yeah, it's such a big accomplishment to see it. Yeah, yeah, and to see it constantly growing. Mm -hmm huge expansion, people like having a good time and you know, connecting. Like that's the biggest part of communities, like connecting people and like they can make their own connections within the community. Yeah, and I, uh, people listening might not know this, but I'm taking a, a small group of uh, the community uh, to Mexico City mm. and I'm arranging that by old community like in Mexico City meets with my new community mm. in, in Canada so it's gonna be mm. really exciting for for my all the new photography friends to meet each other and see what comes out out mm. of that so yeah gonna be a lot of fun mm. that'll be fun yeah yeah mm. can't wait to see those photos and it's in the stories yeah. yes yeah. when worlds collide yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm. For me, I guess I also wanted to do more of a community thing. So go on more photo walks and organize more of those. So I did do more of that with my group. Um, shout out to the randos. <laughs> <laughs> so I started a small group maybe was it like two years ago or last year, even during COVID. I just wanted to shoot more with people and I enjoyed it more so than going by myself because if we go to a certain location, everyone shoots it differently and seeing their perspectives and how sharing their experiences and results after is just like really satisfying to learn from each other and like we said before it's like a very social thing um, we go to restaurants when we get hungry during the walk or go to a bar for like drinks and then go back out go do more photo shoots and photo walks and just keep shooting it's really fun sometimes we do more night shoots depending on like the weather um i think last year we did a lot more night shoots too and that was really fun getting to do more cinestillion routine <laughs> all those gas station shots and the classic <laughs> the classic uh vintage cars during the day yeah it's great so i think it was a success for the goals too and you moved and i moved <laughs> yeah i moved to calgary that was like a goal 
be closer to the mountains. So I'm shooting more like nature and landscapes and I'm really enjoying that as well. What about you, Lily? Yeah, um, I think my goals last year, or this year still, because we're in 2022, um, were achieved. I just wanted to shoot more and then try film because um, I always said that I wanted to do that and it was a little intimidating at first, but um, yeah, I'm really happy that I got to try that out. Yeah. What do you think is the, the biggest thing you've learned from film? Do you apply any of it to like your digital stuff? Oh, um, hmm, that's a good question. Maybe just like shooting manually. Mm. It really helps you, like it forces you to learn how to do that, mm -hmm. which I guess I'm still struggling with sometimes, mm. but it's a learning process. Yeah, it takes time and it's like, it's the process that exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's like interesting when you... Oh, and I guess it taught me patience mm -hmm. because um, you have to wait for them to get developed mm -hmm. instead of just seeing them right away. Yeah. Yeah, in that Vivian Meyer book that you lent me, mm -hmm. she died without seeing like thousands of her roles, right? Was it thousands? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Is there, yeah. I think they're still developing at the museum right now they're or the exhibit. Oh my wow. gosh. It's just going through the whole... Uh, storage she just liked shooting so much she didn't even care about the results yeah. in the beginning she saw a little bit of it and then she did some prints and stuff and she wanted to get better but eventually we're not it's still unknown why the reason but mm -hmm. like she just stopped developing them and they're just like stacked up in her like storage space and then eventually got bought by some uh like artists or i forgot who bought it but like they just bought it and like try to exhibit it. Um, they're developing it, and yeah, it's just it's just insane to see that big time capsule of like photos and how far it's changed of, in terms of like years, of era, and whatnot. So yeah, it makes us like think about like women in photography. It's not so big, or it's still like stigmatized, I guess, to some in the industry a little bit so like as men <laughs> what do you guys think of the, the photography industry with like women in it well operating a camera you don't need to be a certain gender to operate a camera yes good answer <laughs> it's with I don't know, George and I are all kind of software so we notice some of these things too with with less women in the workforce um, yeah, there's no specific reason that they, people just need to be more understanding, more um, more open, and um, give like share opportunities. We were having this discussion before, and uh, uh, we were mentioning that uh, contrary to other photography groups, like there were a lot of women in the community. I'd say that it's fifty-fifty. I mean, that is like a good sample of how the real population of the world is so that's how it should be uh, I was also saying that I didn't really do anything special to make the group uh, turn out that way the only thing that I that I did was just uh, treat everyone equally and respectfully and that's pretty much all that you have to do just uh, respect the uh, people's work independently of their gender that there shouldn't be a difference at all and uh, I want to anything like actively 
to try to get more women, but I will uh, step up and uh, stop and say out loud when some kind of abuse or discrimination is happening. And I feel like that is all that we need to do to make uh, like the situation better for women. Just uh, if you see that there's something that is going on that should be, just just uh, speak up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's my take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you guys are also doing great too because you're being good role model models. Like I think that girls growing up when they see other women doing something, it actually helps inspire them a lot to do things. Like mm. that's what I see in software. So mm. yeah, by you guys sharing your pictures and just going out there, going on walks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that? Do you feel that? Like, do you feel like, um, or are you just doing your, your own thing, or like, do you actively kind of think about that? Um, yeah, um, honestly, I can't say I've ever, like, thought about being a role model in photography. I'm more so just, you know, did it for fun, but it was great, like, coming into this community in, like, 2020 and, like, joining, like, your groups that there are already, like, so many women, so th it, to me, like, as a first impression, there were a lot of, like, female photographers already, like, doing it, and it was just kind of like, oh, this is, this is normal, mm -hmm. and it was, yeah, yeah, it was a good... Yeah, same here. I wouldn't really think about it as well. Like, um, I think the society we live in is like women can only do these things and men can only do these things or they're more male dominated in this industry, for example. And I feel like photography shouldn't be that way. Like you said, no, I'm like we can operate a camera just as well. Like there is no gender like factor going into it. So I find it kind of ridiculous that there's people out there who still stigmatize it as this is a male dominant industry and like only men should be taking photos or when women don't take as good photos or there's no good photographers that are women. Um, like personally, I haven't had any experiences with like, luckily, like with people kind of like stigmatizing me on, as a photographer, but I've heard like of other people, other women who get say, say for example, they were going to a concert and they're the concert um, photographer, like the main one. But then other photographers who are men would be like commenting, oh, are you, did you get any like uh, VIP access from the, the, the lead singer or did you sleep with them? The, like those kind of comments are just like, it's uncalled for and like, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it is nice to see women and men coexist <laughs> in like the photo walks and like it is inspiring to see more women in it because you know like yeah. we deserve to be part of it too yeah <laughs> we're people <laughs> we're human yeah and at the end of the day it's just like everyone is just trying to capture that moment you know like we're all we all have the same goal kind of thing like we're just out here having fun trying to take a picture and like meeting new people yeah along the way yeah that's like the main thing is just to have a good time and like learn from each other so thanks for making that group <laughs> george oh it's not just me yeah you've done the same i mean maybe it's changed a little bit since you left but you were definitely doing that before me even before i got to the city so yeah great to you too Thanks. I just wanted to shoot with people. <laughs> yeah, so we have that in common now. Yeah. <laughs>
Let's hold hands now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. We found each other. Do you have a message to the listeners? Yeah, maybe we should wrap it up now. Yeah, so we're wrapping up this podcast and we want to do some closing remarks. Anything you want to say before we leave these beautiful people? Hopefully this one person who's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just like to thank the after school program from my elementary school um, who helped me get into photography by like developing an interest for it. And um, if you're interested in getting into photography and you're a little scared to just, just go out and shoot like anything and just practice and have fun with it. Cool. Uh, nothing in particular. I guess thank you to my parents for getting me my first camera. Thank you to the guy who sold me my first film camera. Yeah. <laughs> Check out um, May's videos and also review her podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I just want to thank the amazing uh, Toronto film community. I don't think most of them realize how good we have it here and how passionate everyone is. Uh, and especially to May for inviting me into that first photo walk uh, and snowballing into everything that has happened over the last year. So yeah, thank you. We wouldn't all be here without you. Oh, thanks guys. That's it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Bye. So let's conclude this first chaotic, not so planned out, and let's say natural podcast about photography, film, and good times. Uh, I honestly don't know where this will go or if this even will pick up, but it's worth trying new things, right? Happy New Year. I'd like to give another huge thanks to my good friends, George, Noam, and Lily for participating and sharing with me their experiences and being open to doing my first podcast with them. Please do check out George's Toronto Analog Friends group. They do have a Discord and a Instagram page. Uh, super active folks, amazing people. There's knowledge galore. If you're really intimidated to try out film, I assure you these set of people will help introduce you into the cult. I mean your film journey and make you feel so comfortable. Like a community should. You can find George, Noam, and Lily's handles in the description, along with the other people and labs we mentioned. So let's keep rolling, going, and shooting. Stay colorful. Happy New Year. Bye.